for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found check Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. All right, we're hot and we're back for another episode of the season 22. Today's date is October 11th and I had quite the day today. I first want to preempt this with... uh, you know, I'm going to be doing another season episode about the recent Northern Michigan hunt that we were on because it was pretty cool. Um, but I'm going to do it as a season episode, not like on the fall podcast, like a long form. It's going to be like a shorter form, just kind of recapping the whole time and the sits I went through. So this is not the third sit I've had of the year. This is actually, I think, the sixth that I've had of the year. So we're just going to get into today, October 11th, and what happened today because it was pretty significant. But before I do get into that, today's season 22 episode is brought to you by Exodus Outdoor Gear. If you guys are looking for render a render trail cam, you know, a cell cam, and uh, wanting to know what to get, go check out Exodus Renders at exodusoutdoorgear.com. All right, so let's get into it. So today, October 11th, 2022. It is Tuesday. Uh, let's kind of break down the day. I didn't, my, my wife was working today and so I had to take my daughter to school and didn't really have plans to be able to hunt today just because I got to take her to school and then I, you know, got to pick her up or be with her the rest of the evening because my wife, she's a nurse. Everybody probably knows that now. Um, she goes to work early and gets home late. So the days that she works, I sometimes I try to get a babysitter, but sometimes I can't. And, you know, it's just hard to get a babysitter. So today was kind of one of those days. But as I'm going to school, I see a shooter buck that I have not seen in a while. Well, well first of all, let's just say I saw a shooter buck that... Uh, Looked like it just got out of his bed or was getting ready to bed down. And I'm like, holy crap, framey deer. You know, um, this was at, this would have been at 8.05 a.m. And uh, the sun's coming. Obviously, the sun's up. But today was supposed to be the hottest day in the last like 10 days for us here in Michigan. It was supposed to be high as 72. So, and then it's supposed to be dwindling down. But tomorrow, October 12th, like into the night here, it's supposed to start raining and we got a big front coming through and Thursday, I really think Thursday and Friday are going to be the days to kill this week because it's the front end of that cold front coming through. We're going to be dropping today was high of 72 tomorrow supposed to be a high of 62 and then Friday is even supposed to be like a high of like 56. So the front's coming. Um, we are on the on the downswing of a full moon. I think the full moon was completely full last Sunday, so three days ago, and um, yeah, so we're we're coming on that downswing here. 
It was a little windy today, uh, 11 mile an hour wind out of the south southwest. It was supposed to be a southwest all day, but we'll get into what was going on. So I see this deer, I glass this deer, and I, all I see is framing deer. He's he's looking at me. I can't see rack or anything from the side view. I, I, I immediately think this is just a deer I've never seen before. So I have to get my daughter to school. She's got to be to school by 830. And uh, as I'm driving to school, I call my buddy David Riley and I'm hitting him up about like, you know, what's going on the scenario. I talked to him a lot about scenarios and, and everything. He hunts a lot of the same kind of ground that I hunt. So that's why I confide in him and a lot of the stuff. So yeah, driving to school and trying to figure out a game plan. My whole thing was like, you know, and David even reiterated is like, get, get eyes back on him. Hopefully if you can, when, when you, when you're going home. So as I'm going home and um, this is on a, a piece that I have permission on and uh, I'm driving by and I don't see him. So historically, this piece where this deer was, I knew it was a good opportunity. He was going to bed just inside the timber where he was because it's really thick. I did a speed tour on Sunday to try to find some active scrapes. So I wanted to move some cameras, get some renders on some scrapes that are active. And uh, I found a community scrape and the community scrape for as long as I've hunted it has been in the same spot every year I don't have to put one there I just know it's going to be there knowing and I put a render on that so knowing that that's there my whole initial thought was well I can't hunt tonight Uh, I was going to surely try but so I know I couldn't hunt tonight um, if I didn't get a babysitter so I was fighting with my gut and I was like, what does my gut tell me to do? Cause I couldn't see the deer again. So I ran home and I'm just kind of fumbling around like wondering what I should do. And I'm like, I should just, I know where he's at. I think I can get pretty close to him and just maybe this deer might get up and want to check this scrape mid morning because historical. Now I'm going with this historical data here in 2018, I shot a deer, you know, in this, this spot, on October 10th morning, and I shot him right around 9.45, I believe it was, close to 10 o'clock. In 2019, I had a a shooter deer show up at 10.38 on the scrape in 2019, and uh, it was in this time frame. And then there was another instance where I had another deer, shooter deer, show up within this time frame, and I'm talking about the 10th through the 15th or so, show up, you know, around this 10 o'clock time and hit a scrape. So I'm like, well, maybe historical data will will hold true. I had a good win for it that I could get in tight, and, and I have a stand already there, a set stand. So my plan was is to wear my saddle in, and if I can get into a saddle there, then I would, but if not, I could just hunt the stand. I knew I was going to be really tight to where this deer was going to be bedding. Luckily, there's a little rise in the timber where he couldn't see me. So the other thing I thought was I was going to take the rattle and antlers and and hear me out on this because numerous times I've heard people, i.e. like John Eberhart talk and then some of my buddies, this time of year is a good time when you're next to security cover to tinkle those antlers together just like a little sparring match and it will draw deer out of of the thick stuff. Knowing that I was right next to security cover, I thought possibly last ditch effort, I would try to, you know, get this deer out of, out of the bed. Uh, 
So I had a conference call to be to be at at noon. So I knew I only had a couple hours sit, and I was gonna sit there until until I had until I absolutely had to get down, and uh, just it's the best thing I could go off. I knew he was there. I knew he'd be bedded there. I just had to try it because I knew I probably wasn't gonna be able to hunt tonight. Well, anyway, I made the call to go in there. So I get my stuff on. I get in the truck and I leave. It took me a little bit to get to the farm. And then, you know, I, I try to get around and come in from a different way where this deer couldn't see me. So I sneak in. I mean, it took me, I mean, to go probably 250 yards, 300 yards or whatever. It took me probably 20 minutes or so. I, I really tried to be quiet and uh, the wind was hitting me right in the face. I was good with the wind, uh, but there was not a ton of wind this morning. It, it got windier as the day went on. So there wasn't a lot of wind, but the thing was, is the dew was still on the ground. I, I was so quiet. So got to the base of the tree where I wanted to be, where the, the tree stand that I already have set there. And I wanted to put a saddle in right there because I felt like I could be a little more versatile with that. And I just, with as close as I was, there's just no way that I, I would have been able to, to do that with the, with the lack of wind. I mean, we're talking like calm. Like there's no wind at all, hardly. I opted to just try to climb the tree and just get in the stand and set it out. So that's what I did. I mean, I I got up in the tree quietly, set the camera up, got my bow ready, everything, and I was in. So I'm good to go. In the meantime, I'm starting to feel the wind do some freaky things. Like it's just swirling. You know, the sun's high in the sky. It's, uh, I got in a little after nine o'clock. I knew I was going to be able to be there for like two and a half hours. And, um, I started throwing milkweed and the thermals were rising like crazy. I mean, they were just, they were just all going up, but every once in a while it would, it would switch and move towards where he was or where he is, I thought, but I didn't think it was too hard because it would, the, 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 the milkweed would get about. 15, 20 yards away from me and then it'd go straight up. So I felt like my thermals were rising just enough to where I could, I could be safe. So as time goes on, nothing, nothing shows up. Hour goes by, nothing. Another hour goes by, nothing. So now it's getting to be about a quarter after 11. So I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, try to make something happen here. And if I don't, you know, it is what it is. Not a lot of wind. Like I said, the wind is still holding true though. I mean, we're good here. And I want to make sure that this was another thing is like, I want to make sure if this deer did hear me rattle and he did want to come investigate that he couldn't get down with wind of me before, or, you know, without me shooting him. So I have a shooting lane that direction and he would have had to had loop me pretty big to, to get down wind of me and not me not have a shot. So I felt like I was pretty safe on that aspect. So I did, I took the antlers, I tinkled them together and I waited for 15 minutes. I heard a twig snap behind me, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And heart started pumping, grabbed my bow, and uh, I'm like, this is it. And I'm I'm thick. Like, it, it, you know, a lot of foliage still, but there's a lot of undergrowth. And and uh, sat there, and I'm just boring holes where this this sound comes from. And wouldn't, wouldn't you know, it was a freaking squirrel. So, uh, yeah, and that was basically the sit, and I had to get down. Uh, I got down and, and skirted out of there. When I got back home, 
I decided to try to get a babysitter because I'm like, I kept telling myself and I called David as well. And I'm like, I just know he's going to hit that scrape tonight with that, with this front coming in. Like I just a hundred percent thought for sure that he's going to hit that scrape. Could I can't get a babysitter. So it is what it is. It's just dad obligations. I got, I got to do that, you know? And, uh, once you know it, 608 this afternoon, he shows up and he hits that scrape. That scrape is literally 13 yards from my tree uh, in the wide open. I got a shooting lane right to the scrape, and he hit it. And he stood there for 20 minutes, milling around, you know, eight out in the beans. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it, man. I got like six pictures of him. He's just sitting there, and I was sick to my stomach, absolutely sick. So he'd go out and eat in the, in the beans. I could see him. And he was he was heading towards the neighbors, and then he turned around and went right back into the timber. And uh, he's as far as I know, he's in there right now. And uh, tomorrow, so I was gonna I'm gonna try to hunt in the morning, but uh, it's 90% chance of rain. It's gonna start tonight at nine o'clock, and then go into the morning, and it's gonna 90 to 100% chance of rain all the way through noon. It's supposed to stop a little bit, and then it's supposed to be like 100% chance of rain the rest of the day. So tomorrow, it's looking like it's going to be a no-go. I'm definitely going to try it. I'm going to get up and see if I can do it, but it's supposed to be raining cats and dogs. So I know where he's at, man. I know where he's at, and um, I just don't think I'm going to be able to get in there and do it. Thursday's a different story, though. Thursday morning, I'm not positive if I can hunt yet or not, but Thursday night, it's looking like it's opening up for me where I could hunt. Um, that might be the play. And then Friday is uh, definitely going to be a play, if not Thursday, because I leave Saturday morning uh, to go to Kentucky with Mark, my boss, to film him on a, on a muzzleloader hunt. So that's it. I mean, there, there it is. We're right at almost 15 minutes here, but that was today, October 11th, 2022 daddy duty calls you <laughs> can't get a babysitter and and uh those things happen so there it is another episode of the season in the books hopefully you guys are out there hammering deer good luck to everybody that uh is still have tags in their pocket and yeah don't forget go to itunes leave a five-star rating and leave a written review that'd be greatly appreciated don't forget we'll be right here next time on the fall podcast